two. Welcome to Chell Chat. After a two and a half month hiatus, we are back. We are with my co-host TJ and a guest. Hello, my name is Sky High Reports, and Special I'm week. ready to talk about the World Juniors. That's right, everyone. This episode on Chell Chat, we will be discussing the 2021 World Junior Championship. So uh, let's get into it. That's right. So as we were recording this uh, on the December 30th, there has been quite a few games and a lot, a lot of blowouts. Yeah, geez. Talk about Canada, Germany, Canada, Switzerland, just Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the United States with the 7-0 victory. Wow. And Sweden yeah. versus the and- Czechs, 7-1. I mean... And speaking about Canada and their blowouts, do you guys want to touch on the Canadian uh, roster and just some of the highlight or standout players, I guess, from the tournament so far? Sure. Sure. So, just first of all, before we get into this, it sucks that uh, Kirby Doc got uh, injured in the exhibition game. Sadly, yeah. Yes. But, wow, Canada is on fire. Was it sixteen to two against Germany, three to one against Slovakia, ten to nothing against Switzerland? Like Canada's, blo- uh, for the most part, blowing every team out of the water. Yeah, yeah. and I, I honestly think this is going to be a big problem for them going into the later stages of the tournament. Um, you know, obviously, it's good for Canadian fans. You know, we finally get to cheer about something. Um, and you know, sure, blowouts aren't the best to to watch, but it's not the best for the team either because they're playing. You know, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to these teams here, but they're playing, frankly, the weaker teams in the tournament. I mean, you're telling me that teams like Germany and Switzerland and Austria, well, they haven't played Austria, but you're telling me teams like Germany and Switzerland uh, can put up the same challenge to that team, such as uh, Finland, the U.S., or Russia would. It's just, it's not a fair comparison. And I think the Canadians, by playing these uh, weaker teams, are forming bad habits that uh, eventually might uh, come back to bite them when they play stronger teams, such as Finland, tomorrow on the 31st. Yeah, for sure. For sure, I agree with that 100%. Um, Speaking on Canada and their roster that I'm taking a look at right now, someone who stands out for me this tournament, and he might not be as talked at as as maybe you know a Dylan Cousins or most recently a Quinn Byfield. I think a very underrated player on Team Canada is uh, Phil Tomasino, uh, the Nashville <laughs> draft pick there. It's funny you say that. I'm looking at the uh, scoring leaders. He's fourth. He's behind uh, Trevor Zegers, Dylan uh, Cousins, and Quinton Byfield. Yeah, like I think he's a little underrated uh, compared to some of the other guys on this roster when you're taking a look at the talent. And, you know, a lot of these Canadian uh, players here are former first-round draft picks, you know, some of them most recently of the 2020 draft. Uh, I think Tomasino does get shadowed a bit from some of the other people on this team, like maybe a Connor McMichael, you know, a Cole Perfetti, a Connor Zary, a Kirby Doc, but obviously not now, and, you know, a Dylan Cousins. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's it? Where is he? Peyton Krebs. Like those guys, those are big name, you know, first round draft picks. And, you know, Phil Tomasino is just kind of there. And I think he's really proven to everyone what he can do on a world stage. And hopefully he can translate that to the, his NHL game and put a good season together for the Preds. Actually, you do make an interesting point that he's being overshadowed. Take in how much ice time he has. Right. 
We, we all agree yeah, he's got less ice much. time than Quentin Byfield yeah. and Dylan Cousins, but he's still in the top five scoring leaders. How do you think he would perform if he was given Dylan Cousins minutes or potential Kirby Doc minutes? I would probably say um, he'd be probably one or two in scoring. Yeah. You think he'd be ahead of Trevor Zegers, 10 points in three games? I don't know because I think personally Trevor Zegers is a really good player and a good pickup for the Ducks where they got him in the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, They know because I think Zegers is really good, but I could definitely see him overtaking Cousins and Byfield in scoring for sure. I I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah. Liam, what do you think? I 100% agree. Like Toma, uh, Tomasino, he's been doing really, really well, and he's been lighting it up for Canada on scoring-wise. For goals, he's tied for second in goals uh, for the tournament. Only He's tied with Cousins, and he's behind Trev, uh, Trevor Zagres. Yeah, so if he was able to get more minutes in – who knows how well he'd be doing probably overperforming as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Just looking at the, uh, the first round draft here in the NHL, it looks like Canada's got, I mean, this tournament is basically first round versus everybody else. Yeah. Again, a stack this year. Yeah. I mean, some notable notable guys from the first round that are playing in this tournament also like Yaroslav Askarov he's he's been absolutely outstanding for the Russians uh Ooh, okay. i mean Shakir Mohamedulin and uh Igor Chinikov they've been they've also been outstanding yeah. Anton Lundell for the yeah. Finns i mean we're we've seen him right now in the Finland versus Slovakia game guys got a hell of a shot and he's, he's you, you know what Jake what you're speaking on the Finns right now. I do. I know I'm a biased Leaf fan, and you can say whatever you want, but I do want to say something. Let's hear it. About a certain Finnish defenseman, Toppy Nimala. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, I, I forget where Toppy, I forget where he was drafted. I believe he was in the fourth round for the Leafs. Um, the fourth of the fifth round. Elite prospects. I'm going to go take. He was the. We're going to check it here. He Third round, 64th overall by the Maple Leafs, okay? Hmm. Another undersized defenseman, 5'11", 165. Not big. He, he's a right-handed defenseman, which, you know, it's good for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And he is offensive. And uh, in the World Juniors so far, this tournament, in two games, Toppy has four points. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, he's also an 18-year-old. That's not too bad. And he's, Yeah. That's not that bad. Pretty good. Um, so everybody who is hating on the Leafs this draft, like this past draft, I don't think so. Uh, they also have their other uh, Finnish draft pick from this past year. Where is he? Uh, Roni. Roni Hervonen, who went second in the second round this year. He's playing on Team Finland. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year's draft pick, Miko Kokkinen. I don't know how Miko Kokkinen is doing, but... Um, I know to- Topi Nimal is having a good tournament, and I, I saw Roni Hervonen. I-, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Hervonen. He's having a decent tournament too. So, and Topi Niemela. Overall, I think Team Finland. Is- yeah, Topi Niemela has got four yeah. points in uh, two games. But you think Finland's got a good team? I was uh, just watching the Finland Slovakia game. That's on as we're recording this live. Finland's power play moves the puck better than I think I've seen any other team do it in my life. Bold statement, 
And I know it's against Slovakia. No disrespect to the Slovakians, but statistically they're a weaker team. Finland moves the puck so well. They had possession in the Slovakian zone the entire power play and had something like five shots. I mean, Klava is standing on his head, saving all these. But, I mean, you, you can't tell me that Finland wasn't uh, just absolutely ragdoll in the Slovaks in the in their zone. Yeah, and Finland's got a pretty talented team going through it. They got Kalkinen. They got um, future first-round draft pick for this upcoming NHL draft, Aku Radi. They also have, uh, as mentioned before, Roni Hervonen, uh, Antoine Lundell, Topi, and um, Vinny Hignola, who is a Winnipeg uh, Jets former, former first-round draft pick who actually played for the Jets this year and actually had some decent numbers. So they're not a bad team on paper. No, not at all. They look pretty decent. Um, you said Roni you you uh, Hervonen? Yeah, he's also the third most penalized player in the tournament so far. I mean, that's a pretty good thing if you're a Leafs fan. You want to have somebody who actually can hit and get, take some penalties. Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Liam, being the Finnish person here, what do you think? Finland's doing well this tournament. Doing very, very well. Their power play, like uh, Jacob was saying, is amazing right now. It's third, just behind Canada and Sweden. With a power play percentage of 50%, which is insane. Right? And they also have some really good talent up and down. Like you said, you got Anton Lundell and all the others. Sorry, I'm just going to pull up their team. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, can we hey, have hey, the guys, guys, guys. I don't want to interrupt, but guess who the Washington Capitals just signed. One year, 795. I know. Zende- Chara. Wow. Okay, sorry to yeah. interrupt. That's what just some big news. Yeah, that is, yeah. that's an absolute steal. What, what the hell? All right, sorry. Continue. Um, Jacob, did you have the um, – what's it called? You had the scoring leaders there for the tournament just a second ago. I do, you? yes. Can you bring it up again? Yeah, I've got it up. Can you tell me the top ten players? Okay. So I'll go from uh, – I'll go from – do you want, like, the top 10 ranked or just the first 10? Because The top 10, the top, the top 10 scores in the tournament so far. Okay, because there's a four-way tie for ninth. So, okay, that's yeah. fine. Tell me them all. Number one, Trevor Zegers, 10 points in three games. Number two, Dylan Cousins, yeah. nine points in three games. Number three, Quinton Byfield, seven points in three games. Number four, Philip yep. Tomasino, six points in three games. Number five, Elias Florian of Germany, six points in three games. Number six, captain of the Americans, Cam York, six points in three games. Number seven, Matthew Boldy, also from the Americans, five points in uh, three games. Number eight, Tim Stutzle of Germany, five points in three games. Then there's a four-way tie for ninth, all Canadian players. Peyton Krebs, so each of these guys have uh, five points in three games. Peyton Krebs, Connor McMichael, Dawson Mercer, Alex Newhook, and then coming in uh, after is Cole Perfetti. Okay. So okay, there's no checks on there in the top fifteen. Uh, there's no checks at all where in is, the top um, thirty. Where yeah. is Yarmir? Oh no, Jan Misik. Where's Jan Misik? He's not on the top thirty at all. Jan Misik. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh, think... he's a Czech, is he not? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's not even. He's not no, he's here. not. 
I know no Jacks are in the top 30. Okay, where is he? Because I know the Montreal Canadiens drafted one of the Czech players this year. I just want to pull it up. Montreal. Here he is. Yeah, they drafted Jan Misik. Okay, so I was right. I just want to know how he's doing in the tournament because I know he was highly touted. Uh, he was at the top of the second round this year. Germany's got three guys in the top 15 for score. So I'm looking yeah. at um, – so I'm just looking right now at NHL teams and which prospects they have at the tournament. Uh, I just wanted to touch on this because I know we've all talked about this off, you know, off street or off uh, podcast or whatever. But how uh, how big of a steal was Marco Rossi to go to the Minnesota Wild at nine? Very or nine or ten? Where did he go? Ten, right? Nine or ten? Uh, honestly, I think he was drafted way too early. You think he was drafted too early? Yep. Over Jack Quinn. You'd have Jack Quinn over Marco Rossi? Yep. I mean, Liam, okay, Marco Rossi, Marco Rossi, scoring leader, right? In the, in yeah, the, he's the OHL? guy who had like 170, 67 points, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I understand that being a younger guy, you know, only being 19, he's still going to gain some more weight, but he's only 5'9". And he's 185 pounds, so- according to elite prospects. I don't think he's going to fill out much more. And I understand, you know, being the OHL, scoring leader that obviously means something but how do you translate that game into the nhl as a 5 9 185 pounder and playing with how tall is brad marchand how bit hold on how tall is brad marchand right but who does he brad marchand's five right but who does he brad who does marchand's he have beside him who does he have with him on that line pasternak and rubbers and pasta. yeah exactly who's marco rossi going to be but playing they're with? not humongous either. right but who's Marco? they're not that but who's marco rossi going to be playing with Kevin Fiala, who's also pretty short and right, but how's know. how's Fiala's who, who else is on Minnesota? Exactly. Eric, no, Eric Stoltz Exactly. Exactly. Who else is on Minnesota? You we can talk Mark about Boston all you want. I mean, being <laughs> all of us being Leaf fans, I mean, I know uh Liam, you're a bit of a sharks guy, but we're all from Toronto. Um, so all yeah. seeing the Leafs, we know how powerful that Boston top line is. And we know that Pasta feeds off a of Marsh and Bergeron feeds off a of Pat. They all feed off of each other. Marshan wouldn't be as good as he is now without Pasternak. Hot take? Not, no, that is a hot take. <laughs> that is a very hot That's an extremely oh hot take. And I'll tell you why. Because Pasternak came into the league, what, two, three years ago? Exactly. Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bergeron's been – or not Bergeron. Marshan's been playing with Bergeron his whole career. Okay. So – Instead of saying Marshawn isn't the player he is without Pasternak, I would say Marshawn isn't the player he is without Bergeron. And vice versa, if that makes sense. Why? Isn't Bergeron... Bergeron's like the playmaker on that line, is he not? Bergeron's the two-way shutdown center. Marshawn is more the playmaker, and then Pasternak's more the goal scorer. Well, you could you could yeah, you could change roles for Pasternak and Marshawn all along as much as you want. They're both they're both yeah. good at everything. And uh, I'm going to go uh, probably say some words in the mirror after complimenting the Boston Bruins. Um, so would I. Obviously, you don't want to compliment the Bruins. But I, I have nothing bad to say about Brad Marchand, Pasternak, and Marchand. They're, or uh, Marchand, Pasternak, and Bergeron. They're, they're all great players. Did you, just go, did you just go double Marchand? Yeah, I went double Marchand. Not a double I Dion. Think you're saying double. 
Um, okay, so I did want to just interrupt for a second. I'm going through the teams and you know who's which prospects are at the tournament. I'm gonna bring up Liam Sharks in a minute because like I don't understand any of these players here, and I don't know if Liam will. But I just wanted to say that out of all 31 teams, only one team does not have prospects at the World Juniors. Do you want to take a guess which the te- which team that is? Slovakia. No, no, no. Which NHL team does not have oh. any prospects at the World Juniors? That has to be the Sharks. Yeah. No, the Sharks got four. Really? Really? Okay, okay. wait, wait. Let me let but me think about this one. If you're going alphabetically, you're around right. the right like range. Vegas. You're right there. Is it Vegas? No. How Vegas? about Tampa? No, Tampa's got two. Vegas has what do they have? They have three. Uh hmm. Washington? Washington has McMichael and Martin Hugo Haas. So no. Okay, shoot us. Okay, you ready? It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it's great. What is it? Former is it? Uh, Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. Really? They got oh, really? Nobody. Nobody is here. Aren't oh. they ranked really, really low in the prospect pool too? I'm pretty sure because Cairo and Thomas and all those guys are playing for them now. Hmm. That's interesting. So that kind of – that's interesting. So, Liam, I, I, yeah. I, while I'm here, I do want to bring up that you have two Russians, one Finn, and one Czech uh, for the Sharks prospect. The Czech guy's name is Adam Rat- Radska. I don't know if that's Radic Fax's brother or something. You got Santini Hataika. I hope I didn't butcher his name. And then the Russians, you have Igor Spinrov and Artem Kenitsev, a defenseman and a forward. Have you I, any of those names ring a bell? Nizov, you mean? No, not really. I'm not really good with the prospect stuff. Jacob, does that any of those players have you watched them Ar- through Isn't Artem Kanaizov like really good? He's the defenseman. Yeah, he's the one with the cannon. Russia. He's the one with the cannon of a shot, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. Now, where is where was that uh who was the guy they interviewed and he gave like a 30 second interview? Vasily It wasn't Vasily Ponomarov. Yeah, Ponomarov or whatever. Ponom is he a prospect? Yeah, I want to. I want to see where he was drafted here. I'm looking through Carolina the list. Hurricanes. He's signed. Oh, really? His 53rd overall, sure. second round pick by the Carolina Hurricanes in 2020. Yep, I see them right here. Carolina. They have wow. Their prospects of the tournament are pretty good, except for the last guy here, Ryan Suzuki, Vasily Ponomaranov, and Noel Gunler. Hmm. It's not bad. Not too bad. That's pretty good. Especially for a team that's uh, as good as they are. That's not bad. But we were talking about Artem Kanayazev. Yeah. So uh, you had something you wanted to on, say about uh, him? Who, me? Yeah. Or Liam? Uh, you, well, you were going to talk about him, so I assume you had something. To no, say. no. I, I thought I asked you. I was like, you will watch the tournament more than me. Do you? Is there anything you can say, like a scouting report? Well, I don't watch, oh, I I don't watch all the Russia's games. I don't pay much attention to them. You know, I'm more of the Canadian dude. So it'd be sin yep. for me to cheer for the Russians, but um, I honestly I like him. He he sees the ice very very well. He's got a cannon of a shot, and he he seems to have like a really really good playmaking ability, almost reminiscent of young Joe Thornton. Dare I say? So, I mean. So, Say what you want to that, but I have my opinion. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
Okay. Actually, you know what? Nashville's Nashville's got some good prospects here. We got Askarov and Tomasino here. That's really good. You got you got a good replacement for Rene in uh, Askarov, and you've got I would honestly say elite uh, scoring ability in Tomasino. Well, remember they also. Yeah, that's it's good that Tomasino is going to pan out because remember everybody was hyping up Eli Tolvanen and the guy never panned out. Everyone hypes up high draft picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, which team are we talking about? The Preds, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're a Preds fan, I'd be excited. They got about almost uh, seven and a half million dollars in cap space right now. Really Not bad. Yep. That's a wow. I didn't realize they had that much cap. Hmm. That is not terrible. Looking at the Preds roster real quick, going totally off topic, the World Juniors. Um, but you could incorporate the World Juniors here. So you got a forward core of Johansson, Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Arvidsson, Granlin, Colton Sissons, Rocco Grimaldi, Yarncroak, Halla, Cousins, Brad Richardson, and Luke Kunin, or whoever the heck you want to put in here. Add in somebody like Thomas, you know, and that team's not looking terrible. There's tons of teams now that honestly are good playoff contenders. Like I do, I, I want to mention something because of how this player's played in the tournament. Um, and he plays for Canada, and I think you guys are know are kind of getting a gist of who I'm bringing up here. Uh, he is one of the um, leaders on the team. Uh, Jacob, do you want to take a guess? Dylan Cousins. Yeah. Now. I personally do not like the Buffalo Sabres. Never have, never will. However, let me just go through their forward core for you. Eichel Skinner, who's overpaid by like $8 million. Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Acapozo, who's also overpaid. Sam Reinhardt. Eric Stahl. Victor Olofsson. Cody Eakin. Zemris Gergesons. Tobias Reeder, Curtis Lazar, and Tage Thompson. And they have Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn in the system right now. And I would say Jillian, Dil, not Jillian, Dylan Cousins, for me, would be a lock to play next year. You put him first line with Eichel? I wouldn't put him first line with Eichel. I would just put him in the top six. But looking at that group now, everybody shit on the Buffalo Sabres. Now you're kind of like, hmm. No, my, I, I, still think, I still think they're not. Well, obviously, I think I think they're crap too. Still, and no offense to Buffalo Sabres fans, but your goalies are Linus Allmark and Carter Hudson. Like. <laughs> Okay, can can we be can we be frank for a second here? We'll get we'll yeah. get back to the World Juniors after this, but let's be honest. Buffalo isn't making the playoffs this year. Everybody oh. knows that. I, oh, I do, and you know what? And, now that we're and, talking about the and Eichel leaves to Seattle. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. That, is, no. that, is, that yeah. might have been the hottest take you've said so far this episode. <laughs> I you can you can call me what you no want, way. but I think Eichel. I mean, who's gonna sign Eichel? Who's got the cap space? Who's who's got the cap know, space I, where I Eichel? Can, I can check for you. I can tell you. I can tell you who has the cap where, space. Where Eichel would want to sign? The New Jersey Devils, the LA Kings, who the Ottawa Senators, Detroit Red Wings, and Columbus. Columbus, hold on, Columbus, Columbus. Okay, that's the only one. That's the only one. You Forget about me, everybody else. Nobody cares about New Jersey. Jersey. Nobody cares about LA. <laughs> Columbus is the main contender, but what about Seattle? No, I don't think it's Seattle. I don't think it's Seattle for this reason. 
why would the okay actually hold on you do have a good point if buffalo were or buffalo not if buffalo were to trade eichel in the seattle expansion draft mm-hmm. this is what i would do i would let seattle pick jack eichel okay okay but i would make a trade with them or maybe okay maybe this i have seattle take kyle Ocaposo. so they take that horrible contract mm-hmm. then i trade jack eichel but Seattle gives me like whatever, you know, like this year's first, that year's first, whatever. But I don't think it's a smart move on Seattle's behalf because first of all, Buffalo, if they were smart, they wouldn't just leave them unprotected. They would trade them and try to get assets. And number two, if Seattle is going to trade all their futures, what happens if they're crap the first year and they give up somebody like Shane Wright for the 2022 draft? It's a little early to call how Shane Wright's going to do, but I see, I see your point. That's, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. But going back to Buffalo, and I know this is shit on Buffalo time, they're screwed. They only have $3.5 million in cap. Only? They don't have a third this year. They don't have a fifth. They have a first, a second, a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. Jeff Skinner's locked until 26-27 at $9 million. Taylor, Taylor Hall's, Taylor oh Hall's a UFA next year. Kyle Acapozo's locked at six until 23-24. Sam Reinhardt's an RFA next year. Eric Stahl's a UFA next year. Olafson's contract's up at 22-23. Uh, what else here? Let me go to the defense this here. Sign okay? Cody the line Eakin at two and a quarter? Hold on, hold on. This this is where you're going to laugh your head off. You ready for this? Yeah. Rasmus Dahlin and Henry Yokiharu's contracts are up after this year, and they only have $3.5 million. There, there are FAs though. Oh my! Oh no! It's a bad time to be a Sabres fan. Oh, even Montour and Jake McCabe. I don't understand why you would sign Jeff Skinner at nine okay, million on, on, until twenty six. I want, I want to get your guys's on podcast reaction. Go to Cap Friendly right I'm now. I'm on it. Look up the Sabres. Okay, go. Do you see where it says twenty one twenty two? Yes. Make sure you can see all forwards, defense, and goalies. And look how many reds and blues you can see. That's their whole team basically is gone. Literally everybody, but Ristolainen, Montour, Lazar, Thompson, Gergeson, Eakin, Olofsson, Kyle Pozo, Jeff Skinner, oh, and Jack Eichel. Well, I think Jack Eichel requests a trade. And so did Rasmus Ristolainen, so he's out too. So who's your defense core? Colin Miller? <laughs> Colin Miller is your number one defense. I'm sorry, Buffalo Sabres fans, but future's um, not looking too bright. I say, I say, Delene signs somewhere else. Yoki Haru, I don't really know. Jeff oh, Skinner, I don't know what they do about that. I, I, he's not, I don't he's not wanna, the type of player you want to buy out because he's young. I know. I also don't want to put another nail in the coffin, but um, Casey Middlestat has not lived up to his hype. No, not at all. He's a bust. And uh, Yuko yeah. Pekka Lukanen here is how old is he right now? He's 21. Former, is he a former? No, he's a former second round draft pick. He was supposed to be hyped up as the next big goalie uh, for the Sabres. And um, has he played any games with the Sabres? No. No, mm. he has not. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Oh, and his goals against average in the American Hockey League. You ready to laugh? Sure. 3.15. In the AHL. In the AHL. Jeez. He plays in the ECHL. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, God. All right, let's oh, let's God. get back to the World Juniors here because yeah, now, now that we're on goalies, I got yeah. two people I want to talk about. Firstly, Yaroslav okay, Askarov. 
shoot him. Do you know what his safe percentage is in the KHL? Playing on, what was it, CSK St. Petersburg? Isn't it like 920? No, 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 no. Are you like talking that? about Askarov there? I'm, yes, I am. Take a guess at his safe percentage. Uh, I think it's this year. This year it's going to be a 920, what, 925, 926, something like that, right? No, no, no. It might be last year. 962. Oh, crap. I got my, my two wow. and my six messed up. You're wow. telling me this guy isn't going to be amazing? He's in the KHL. He's playing against men. Yeah, second best uh, exactly. hockey league in the world. And he's putting up those and then numbers. Let me, okay, talk about, let me talk about another Russian. Let me talk about another Russian real quick before I forget. Yan Kuznetsov. Kudos to this dude. Born in Murmansk, Russia. That is far north, middle of nowhere. Comes over to the United States to play for uh, University of Connecticut, age of 17. And he got drafted 50th overall by the Flames. I mean, that... I, I have nothing to say about his points or anything because I don't know too much about him, but that's an amazing story right there. And kudos to this kid. That that's an insane journey. I mean that that's a total you know make it. Life is what you make it, and that kid chased his dream, and I'm sure his family helped him along too. But that that's just really inspiring. Yeah. No, I. I anyways, totally back to Astarov. <laughs> Okay, hold I mean, on. I do want to bring up something that you mentioned, Askarov. Yeah. Askarov, Askarov. It doesn't matter how you pronounce it. The same thing. Um, yeah. There is three. Three? Is there three? Uh, hold on. Uh, I, I don't know if it's two or three. Mm-hmm. I think I, from what, my, what I know, it's no, three. Yeah, three Russian goalies all in the Metro or the former Metro division. I don't know what the one is now. And if you're adding Askarov into the mix, do you know who these three goalies are, first of them and foremost? Uh, Askarov, Shishyorkin. Okay, so Askarov, Shishyorkin, yeah, one. Um, They're all, they all start with S. Okay. Except for Askarov. Shishyorkin. Shoot, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Is it from the... I think I know what – is he from like one of the New York teams? Yeah. Samsonov. Ilya Samsonov. Ilya Samsonov, so. Igor Shashurkin, and the other ones from the Islanders. He hasn't played too many games yet, but he will soon. Sorokin. Hmm. You've heard of him, right? Ilya Sorokin? Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of Out him. Out of those four goalies in three years, who would you say is the best of the four? Askarov. Askarov. Early to call, but I think Askarov. I think, from what I saw this season, Samsonov. Really? I think Samsonov had a... a, For this season? But what I saw from Samsonov this year, I think it's Samsonov. And then I think it's Askarov, followed by Shosturkin, and then Sorokin. I think Sorokin's going to be the bottom of the barrel of the four. Okay, well, vote... Or uh, not for Lamov. Um, I'm just looking up their save percentages right now. Okay, Shishyorkin. Oh, wow. yes. in his NHL regular season career has got a 9.32. Um, okay. Sorokin has a 
in his career. Not bad. That's also yeah. counting KHL though. And then uh, yep. Sam Sonov mm-hmm. as a hmm on his NHL debut. He only he's only played one game, right? He's played a few. I'm pretty sure he's played a couple. Elias. Okay, in in twenty in twenty six appearances, nine thirteen. That's not bad. That's not bad. These guys are all good. Russia Russia is the place to go yeah. for goalies, but yeah, that's can I, Yeah, can I uh, say yeah. something? Yeah, the Austrian goaltender, Ranishi. Yeah, he deserves a contract. I don't care what. what? I don't care who, what. Who it, drafted him? I don't. Who drafted this? I man? don't think he is drafted. Was it Sebastian? Sebastian. Yeah, Ran- Ranishich. But... Yeah, Sebastian Ranishich. Yeah, 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 I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he got drafted. He undrafted player. If he's undrafted, that's uh, that's not good at all. Well, he, yeah, he's he he's not caught. drafted. He's not drafted. Well, I don't be surprised if he gets drafted this year. He gets a, a PTO to one of the team's training camps. Yeah, I mean, sure, his goals against average is seven point seven. But his save percentage is eight ninety five, and he's he's got who in front of him? Marco Rossi, <laughs> like, yeah, he's got like one dude. This, this guy, he stands on his yeah. head for the Austrians, and he is amazing. I don't care what anybody says; he is really good. And I mean, playing in the uh, playing in the uh, ICEHL, he's got a nine oh nine. You know, throughout his career, he's like low nines, high eights. He's really good. Mm-hmm. You know how we were talking about. Uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. You know how we were talking about. It's a bad time to be a Sabres fan. Yeah. We mentioned them when we were talking about goalies, but I think it's an even worse time to be a New York Islanders fan. But they have Varlamov. Hold I on a second. Let me just go through the numbers with you. Three point nine mil left in cap space. Okay. RFAs include Dmitry Timoshov and. Get ready for this. Matthew Barzell. Hmm. I wonder. They get rid of Tim. They're going to get rid of Timishov. No, no. Timishov doesn't matter. I'm, I'm looking at Matthew Barzell. This guy still doesn't have a contract. And he, to me, he's a top 25 centerman in the league. Undoubtedly. A top 25 centerman. And they only have 3.9 mil. Hmm. That's why you can't be paying 35-year-old Andrew Ladd $5.5 million up until 22-23. And Kyle Clutterbuck retired, right? Uh, Kyle Clutterbuck? Yep. Yeah. So... He's not on the payroll here. Oh, no, he's no, he's still here. $3.5 million until 21-22. They got, that has to be negotiated. It's just like one more season. Like, look, look at, here's some of these contracts. Like, love the guy, Uncle Leo, 3 mil till 21-22. Um, Jordan Eberle, five and a half till 23, 24. Anders Lee, seven million till 25, 26. Brock Nelson, six mil till 24, 25. Yeah, these guys are 30, 29, 30, 35, 31, 33. Jeez, it doesn't look much better on defense. Nick Letty, 29, five and a half till 21, 22. My god, like, let me read you their defense core. Oh, by the way, Johnny Boychuk at 36 is paying getting paid six million dollars till uh 21 22. Oh my so 
Let me just break this down for you. Their defense core heading into next year right now is Nick Letty, Ryan Pulak, Thomas Hickey, Adam Pellick, Scott Mayfield, and Noah Dobson. Who are those guys again? <laughs> the only two I know from that list is uh, Letty and Dobson. Yeah. I remember Dobson was drafted, what was it, Yeah, he was good. He's won, I think he won like two, yeah. uh, what's it called, uh, the CHL championships and Memorial Cup. He won with the Acadia Bathurst, uh, the QJMHL, and I forget the other team he won it with. And I know he's got two championships. He's a good defenseman. Um, but yeah, geez. So mm. let's let's uh, I'll, go back to the World Juniors. We get, we're getting up. Oh, yeah. About the World Juniors, I was looking at the Austrian um, roster. There's a kid Marco who's like, uh, like 16. What? No. Yeah, Marco Casper. Yeah. Ka- he's only mm-hmm. like 16. Which guy? Marco Casper. And he's playing on here. Marco Casper. Yeah. Oh, I see him. What the heck? There's a lot. There's a lot he's younger of, than us. A lot of I was like, wow. Freeborn players here. Yo, best name though in yeah. the tournament? Van E.E. Finn. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. I would love to be oh, Van E.E. Yeah. E. Finn. What an absolute legend. He already sounds like a guy I need to sign. <laughs> need to sign him on my fantasy team. Um, so we talked about Canada. We touched on Finland. We've mentioned Austria. We touched on the Czechs. We have haven't really dove into the Americans, the Russians, or the Swedes. What? Yeah, I guess the one thing to say about the Russians is like I guess they really got oh my yeah, god, yeah. I remember I uh, I yeah. came downstairs, you know, because that game was on around midnight, and um, I'm just totally expecting like five one Russia. And my dad's sitting there, I walk up, I'm like, holy shit, the Czechs are winning, two nothing. Uh, I was like, yeah, re- no, rewind this. I need like who they celebrated that win like they won the gold medal, and rightfully so. Did the Rushka. Yeah. Russia's they, a really good I'm team. I'm looking at their roster. Actually, we have touched on them, but we can go back to them. Uh, Vasily Podkozin. I know that's someone that Jacob really likes. I Jacob, do. Do you have a little scaring report on Vasily Podkozin? Vancouver is going to love him. Put him with Elias Pettersson. That's what I say. Put him with Elias Pettersson. He's got grit. He's a playmaker. He can shoot. He can dangle. If he... Oh, I think he only needs like a little bit more development. He needs he needs experience at the NHL level. But this guy, I think, can be big for Vancouver. Yep. Really big. So Vancouver Vancouver should be expecting big things out of this kid. He can definitely protect guys like Patterson mm-hmm. and guys like Quinn Hughes. Right. I, I don't know what else Vancouver fans would want from him other than what he's already gonna give you. Yep, that's a fair point. And how are the Leafs prospects doing? Abamov yeah. and Amirov. Amirov has one goal in the tournament, right? I don't know how many assists. Um, Aktiamov. Aktiamov, oh, the goalie, check. he's also really good. Like I said, Russia is the place to go for goalies right now. Um, they have one more dude on the Russians. The Leafs know. have uh, Mikhail Abramov. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't know too much about him. But Rodion Amirov, I like him. He, I mean, he pulled off the, he pulled off the Michigan, the Svechnikov, the the lacrosse goal, whatever you want to call it. 
pulled it off last year. Like th- this guy could be good for us. Name? I I don't know where he would play though. He's he's not coming over until like 2022, 20, 23. I don't think. Probably not. So that's Probably good for not. us. Getting getting experience in the KHL mm-hmm. is really good and he's got you know who his development uh, guy is? Where he plays? Who? He plays on Selavat Ulaya of Ufa. Victor Kozlov. Well, no way. Credit to Steve Dangle for teaching me that one. But uh yeah. And uh, Nikolai Suligin. He also had a little bit of time in the NHL. Played for oh, Anaheim, I think. Oh, wow. But yeah. Oh, Just he's, looking at the he's got right some now. robust development down there. Leafs, Leafs, Leafs. Yeah. The Leafs are looking... I don't know, man. The Leafs, the prospect pool on the Leafs, every year... Even though, like, their prospects, like when they had Matthews, when they had Marner, you know, when they had, like, Nylander and then Lilligren and Sandine, every year the Leafs seem to have a top pe- top 10 prospect pool. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Actually, but I, I do have years. to say, I think the highlight of the Maple Leafs' uh, past decade was acquiring Martin Rinson. Uh, I think he's a great. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You're funny. Great defenseman to go play in the KHL on the bench. See you later, Marty. Forget, forget about a, Mitch you know, Marner and Austin Matthews. Forget about all these guys. Martin Rinson is where the Leafs are at. He's the top guy. Hey, you know yeah. what? Hold on. I just had a revelation. Would you try? Mar- okay. This is going to sound so stupid, but for a game, would you try Martin Rinson on the first line with Matthews and Martin and see how many points you can get? No. Not a chance. No. <laughs> I, if we're down, like, by hold, five, hold then that's different. Put him on the current roster and play him with Zach. I know Zach Bogosian in a forward, but just for the hell of it, if you're losing, like, seven to nothing, put Bogosian on the wing. Simmons at center and Marincin on the other wing. I don't know why, but I feel like Martin Marincin. I feel like if he's, sw- I feel like I know it's late in his career, but remember when Brett Burns switched from forward to defense? Yeah. I have a weird theory that Martin Marincin is actually a good forward. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe the, I, don't I don't know. I feel like he's just, he's a, like, I don't want to be rude when I say this, but he sucks at defense. He's absolutely terrible defending. And I feel like you should try him on forward and see what he can do. I don't know. I it's not like good he... to experiment with guys that are later in their career, though. Because it's know, not like you're like... looking for a revival. If you do get a revival out of him, you get it for like a year. Yeah, and then you trade him for assets. Because what no offense? I don't want to see this guy release ever. A, a what, what, would you get for, what would you get for a guy at the end of his career? A bag of pucks, like it's okay. For Martin Rinson, I take anything, even a scrap of paper. How about future considerations? <laughs> yeah, that never turned out to that never turned out. I'm okay with that too. Oh, uh, but the Leafs, in my eyes, we're talking about like the Leafs right now because why not? Leafs, I would say, I would crown them as this year's Stanley Cup champion. I would crown like right them, as of today, the 2020, 2021 
Stanley Cup champions. I don't disagree with you. I really you don't. You can if you want to, and I do see where some people do, but I'm just going to take – I know this is going off topic of the World Juniors. We'll get back to that in a second, but I know this is going totally off topic. However, when you look at Tampa Bay, who won this past season, okay, and you see the struggles. I'm not talking about their offense or output or whatever. I'm talking about the team itself, mm-hmm. right? Okay. They're, they're, they, they have 97.32 about that projected cap hit this year. The cap is only 81.5. I'm not doing the math right now, but I'm saying that's a pretty good amount over the cap. They don't have a second round. I'm not, I don't want to talk about futures. I talk about the roster. They're losing Nikita Kucherov this year. He's out. He's not playing. So you have Stamkos, yeah. Plot, Point, Gord, Tyler Johnson, Anthony Sorelli, who I think they overpaid just a tad, Alex Kalorn, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, Patrick Maroon, Mitchell Stevens, and Matthew Joseph. Well, Volkov. And Volkov's there too. However, with them being so high over the cap, I think at least two of Palat, Yanni Gord, Johnson, and Kalorn need to go. It doesn't matter which two it is. They lose two of their, I would say, top eight forwards on their team. Right or wrong? Absolutely right. And I don't want to be disrespectful to Volkov because I know you like Volkov, Jacob, but are you going to go a bottom six of Mitchell Stevens, Matthew Joseph, Patrick Maroon, Volkov, Barkley Goudreau, and Blake Coleman? Like, that's his, not contract, a good his contract's only 800 k no, no, I'm not talking contract wise. I'm talking player wise, like talent. He's and now young. You're gonna, now, He's young. No, I know, but now I'm going to compare it to the Leafs' bottom six. You're looking at Alex Kerfoot, Jimmy VC, Wayne Simmons, Nick Robertson, Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, right? Yeah. Well, I... and Pierre Engvall, hmm. Barbanov, possibly Korshkov. Like, you got to think about that. You're not wrong. But Tampa isn't a bad spot. I mean, everybody expected the cap to expand this year, right? Yep. So you can't blame Tampa for mm-hmm. being in that position because they knew they were going to be over the cap, but they didn't know by this much. And um, another another thing to mention about the Tampa Bay Lightning is in two years' time, Brian Point's going to want a new contract, and I don't think that's going to be cheap, especially uh, – how good this kid plays. I say he goes somewhere else. And this is another thing. Looking at their defensive core, Hedman, McDonough, Sergeyev, Chernak, great top four, one of the best top fours in the league. I will say that myself, even though I don't like Tampa Bay Lightning. Sergeyev's on a great contract. Uh, Chernak's on a good contract. Ryan McDonough is 31. He makes 6.75 until 25-26. If you're Tampa... And you have a good defensive core like Sergachev and Chernak, and you have a young guy like Cal Foot coming up. Do you not maybe go, hey, let's get rid of Ryan McDonough? I was actually thinking that when I was and looking at the contract. It's just a big contract. But the thing hold on, is, let me I want to get to this. Because I was Why not? remember originally when do you remember the trade deadline? When Ryan McDonough and JT Miller got Delta Tampa. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which other Atlantic yeah. like Atlantic Division team was interested in McDonough? We already talked about them. 
Toronto? Yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs. What was the other team? Hold on. Now you're going to be like, oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be over the cap. Yeah, they will. But here's my proposal. And I know this is going to be a total shot in the dark. McDonough plays with – he plays with any one of um, Sergachev, Chernak, or, or Hedman, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone in that yeah. top four is a left-handed shot except for Chernak. Okay, so let's just forget Chernak right now. They're all lefties. They're all good lefties. Let's say you take McDonough out of the equation. You go to Toronto. You say, hey, Toronto, we're going to retain X amount of cap on McDonough. That's fine, but they're going to need to take some cap back. Why don't we give them two pieces, two pieces of our blue line, because Toronto's got a lot of good defensemen this year that can be in the bottom rule at least. Why don't we say, hey, we're going to give you Travis Dermott, and Justin Hall. That's basically a pair for them. Justin Hall can fit into their top top four. Travis Dermott could be in a top four role. And it won't come to bite them in the ass because they're not in the same division this year. So you're saying trade Travis Dermott and Justin, Justin Hall, Hall in exchange for signing you're probably gonna need, yeah. in exchange for signing Ryan gonna... McDonough and having Tampa retain X amount of his salary. Let's say just now throwing a number out, let's get him. Hold on, I gotta bring out a calculator right now. Let's get him down to five million dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. is, that a, is that fair? I'd say that's fair, right? Yeah, so let's get him down to five million dollars mm-hmm. here. So they are gonna have to retain, I think they only retain what 1.75, yeah, 1.75, right? This contract to get him down to five. Okay. So you do that. Yeah, 1.75 million. Okay, yeah. So like they retain, they retain that. We give them Dermot. We give them Hall. We're probably going to have to throw a prospect. So I don't know. Could be anyone, right? Any prospect of the Leafs. Could be Abramov. Could be, I wouldn't say Rodin Namirov. Maybe Hallander. I don't know. Whoever and a draft pick mm-hmm. in exchange for. And I wouldn't give them too much because Tampa is in a, a situation here where they need to lose, shed some cap. 